Good morning, everyone, and welcome to worship today. It's good to have you here on this beautiful day of God's creation. A special welcome to those who are visiting in our midst today. Uh, it's really good to have you here, and you are always welcome here at Emmanuel. Uh, today is a special day in the life of our congregation as we celebrate uh, five of our brightest and best uh, confirmands uh, who will be affirming their faith uh, in the middle of our service. Um, I'll tell you more about that uh, when we get there, but uh, Lissa and I, who have taught the class over the past three years, are uh, delighted uh, with our kids, as uh, well as I'm, I'm, I know their parents are as well. Uh, and I think the kids are excited to be uh, at this point in their lives, let me just put it that way, yeah, although we will miss them. Uh, there is a red registration pad at the end of your row. If you could take that and fill it out and pass it on down the row. If you have others seated with you, uh, we would appreciate that. And if you have a prayer request, I've already uh, received a couple this morning. Uh, there is a green prayer card in the pew rack in front of you. Uh, that can be filled out, and uh, your request will be included in our prayers for today. Uh, please note uh, a couple things in your bulletin uh, this morning. Uh, one is an announcement uh, page which uh, mentions Vacation Bible School coming up at the end of June. Uh, of course, if you have uh, young children, uh, we invite you to uh, enroll them in our Vacation Bible School. Uh, but spread the news uh, to, your, to your neighbors. Uh, keep your ears open uh, for, for kids looking for something to do. Uh, we have something that we can provide for them, and it's a good thing. So they'll learn about God's good news in Jesus our Lord. Also today is uh, Rick Jernberg's birthday. Uh, this is a special one for him. I won't tell you why, but it's uh, Rick Jernberg's birthday today. Is Rick here? 
He's not here. He, he's staying away on purpose, I think, so I don't make fun of him. Um, so those of you who know Rick, uh, please uh, call him, give him your best. We will remember him in our prayers this morning as well. Well, welcome to worship. I invite you to stand as we begin with our call to worship from Psalm 34. The psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear it and rejoice. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Almighty God, we gather together here in this place, giving you thanks for who you are and for what you have done. We thank you for our brothers and sisters in Christ. We thank you for our friends and families all gathered here today. We pray, O oh Lord, that our worship of you would be pleasing in your sight and that we would be open to hearing the word which you have to speak to each one of us. May your Holy Spirit do your work in our midst to accomplish your purposes here and as you send us out as your servants in your world. For these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Our opening song, number 543, Praise to the Lord the Almighty. You'll find it in the back of the green hymnal.
congregation may be seated. Now I invite the children to come forward for the children's message. Please come on down. Good morning, children. How's everybody doing? Good. Well, today is a very special day, as you know, um, for a lot of reasons, actually. Uh, it's confirmation day. Yay. It's also the start of our summer Sunday school, which means that our classes, our three classes, will combine into one for the rest of the summer. Um, we'll be fellowshipping and learning together. And it's also the start of our advertising for Vacation Bible School. So our theme this year is shipwrecked. Shipwrecked. So the reason we picked this is because there are a lot of stories in the Bible that have to do with water. And there's one story in particular at the end of Acts where a man is on a boat, a ship, and God told him that he was going to go to Rome. Okay, and so he's on this boat, right? But in the middle of being on this journey, the biggest storm happens, the biggest storm, and they're crashing, and they're, the boat is falling apart. They even throw ropes around it to hold it together. They throw stuff off the edge. They try everything to make it safely, and of course, everyone is scared, right? Because on this journey, on this big safe ship, they thought, they're almost about to be shipwrecked, which is crazy. It's scary. So God brings them through it, of course. He gives this man and, and everybody else on the boat peace of mind after because he told this guy, you're going to go to Rome, so you're not going to die on the ship. You're going to get there. I'm going to get you there. You have to have faith. So as we start to focus on our water-related Bible stories, and we celebrate the confirmance today, I would like all of you to think about when we're scared, when stuff is happening, that God has a plan for us, okay? We're going to learn more a little bit as you guys go with Miss Nola today for Sunday school. But before then, will you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for always helping us Get to where you want us to go. Help us trust in you and help us encourage others. We love you. In your name I pray. Amen. Okay, guys. Thank you, Alyssa, and thank you, kids, for coming up. Uh, we will now uh, continue our worship as we prepare for our confession of sins with a song that uh, is called Just As I Am. You'll recognize, uh, many of you will recognize the end part of the song. Uh, the first part of it is a contemporary spin. So the words are printed in your bulletin. As you catch on, please sing along.
invite you to stand as we continue with our confession. Because of the welcome we know we receive in Jesus, we can come before him boldly as we gather together in the presence of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We read in Holy Scripture, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, 
will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Most merciful God, we confess before you and in the presence of this community that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you, and for his sake, God forgives you all your sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please remain standing for our hymn of praise, Indescribable.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Our Lord Jesus, you have endured the doubts and foolish questions of every generation. Forgive us for trying to be judge over you and grant us the confident faith to acknowledge you as Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you. 
Our first reading from God's Word is from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5, beginning at verse 12. And as people of the Word, please follow along with me on page 189 in the Red Bibles. In this passage, we hear Moses repeat one of the Ten Commandments to the new generation of the children of Israel. They will soon enter the Promised Land, and the instruction given will guide them in their new venture. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 through 15. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it, you shall do no work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. Here ends our first reading for today. Our next selection this morning is from the Apostle Paul's second letter to the Church of God at Corinth. The reading begins on page 1,210. In this passage, the apostle contrasts human weakness with the power of God. In our earthly vessels, we carry God's heavenly treasure. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 5 through 12. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not destroyed. Persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down and not destroyed. We also and always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Here ends our reading for today.
second Sunday after Pentecost, according to St. Mark, the second chapter, beginning with the 23rd verse. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples walked along. They began picking some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for the priest to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. Another time he went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked him, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save a life or to kill? but they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. He said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Dearly beloved of God, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, here we are on this first Sunday in June. The expanse of summer lies out there in front of us. We've got the whole summer in front of us. Graduations are happening, commencement exercises, uh, celebrations, and launchings into the future. And on this Sunday, we give thanks for God's faithfulness as we celebrate the milestones in the lives of five of our young people. We rejoice at God's faithfulness in bringing them to this point in their lives today. We rejoice at God's grace, having given them his Holy Spirit, who will empower them on their journey, living into all the fullness of life that God has prepared for them. We cheer them on as this day they work out their own salvation with fear and trembling, as the Apostle Paul writes, knowing that their journey with Jesus will be an adventure like no other. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for the powerful work of your Holy Spirit working in and through the word as your witnesses proclaim the word to us. We thank you for the faith that has been created in our hearts, the faith which has come alive in our young confirmands this day. We pray that you would continue to sustain us in the faith, continue to encourage us, and fill us with all that we need in this life as you send us out into the world to be your messengers of peace and reconciliation. And now we pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. You are our creator and redeemer. Amen.
Well, this morning we find in two of our scriptures before us the theme of the Sabbath day, a day we call holy, a day set apart from the others. We take a look this morning at God's design and purpose in giving us the Sabbath. We take a look at what the Sabbath had come to mean in the days of Jesus. And we will see how Jesus interprets both design and meaning and empowers the listeners to move forward in their lives of faith. Our confirmands have grown in their faith over the course of the past three years as they have listened to the words of Jesus, as they have heard his story, as they have witnessed his actions in Holy Scripture. So Jesus teaches his disciples and the religious leaders this morning the true ways of God. Jesus reforms the traditions of the people. Indeed, Jesus steps into a prophetic role this morning as he seeks to reform the contemporary understanding of the Sabbath. In our gospel this morning, Jesus does nothing less than speak truth to power. The accusation is, first of all, that the disciples are breaking the Sabbath. They are picking grain from the grain fields. What was the meaning of the Sabbath to the religious establishment of Jesus' day? It had become a mark of holiness. It clearly revealed those who were holy and faithful and those who were not. Case in point, Jesus and his disciples on the Sabbath day in Mark chapter 2. The accusation, Jesus was wrong in allowing his disciples to do what they were doing on the Sabbath day. Jesus does certainly assert his authority in this passage, claiming to be the Lord of the Sabbath. And if it was God who had given this commandment to Moses at Sinai, how great this claim is that Jesus is making. But Jesus also points out to the religious leaders what they well know. Even David would be accused with their accusations according to their traditions, according to their interpretation of the Sabbath keeping and breaking, even as they were accusing the son of David for breaking it now. Do you see how Jesus is acting as a reformer here, showing the religious leaders how far they have drifted from God's original intention? The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, Jesus tells them. And in the second scene before us at the beginning of chapter 3, we find Jesus in the synagogue, and in the midst is a man with a shriveled hand. Jesus will not act in secret. He speaks truth to power. He calls the man up in front of everyone and then asks the religious leaders this pointed question, which is the crux of this issue. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save a life or to kill? The answer is obvious as is the reason for Jesus asking the question. Of course it is right and proper on every day, Sabbath included, 
Sabbath especially, to do good, to save life. However, if the religious leaders were to answer Jesus' question, the only way they could answer it, they would have exposed themselves and their own hypocrisy. So, they remain silent. And Jesus becomes angry. It is an anger of righteous indignation. He is deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, which would not bend to the ways of God, but were stuck in their human traditions and misguided interpretations. The accusation? Jesus is breaking the Sabbath. The reality? The people are breaking the heart of God. Jesus heals the man, of course, and the religious leaders went out and began their political plot to put Jesus to death. There's often a cost that goes along with speaking the truth to power, but I urge you, confirmands, and all of you, brothers and sisters in Christ, I urge you in the name of Jesus to speak it anyway. I urge you to be courageous and speak the word that needs to be spoken as the voice of God in our world today. I urge you to be courageous and to act with deeds, deeds that need to be accomplished to serve as the hands of God in our world today. You probably never expected your pastor to say these next words to you, but don't let religion get in the way of you serving Jesus. Don't let religion get in the way of you serving Jesus. Well, what about the Sabbath in our day? We are faced with many competing factors which grieve the hearts of many uh, who are seniors in our faith. For they see the dangers that compete uh, with keeping the Sabbath, the dangers which compete with living lives that are faithful and true. Sports, as we all know, our Saturday sports have spilled over into Sunday sports, and some of our kids, and parents too, are running ragged. Leisure is also a competitor for the Sabbath day. The only time my wife and I have to spend together I've heard members of our congregation say, time is precious, and this is the time that my wife and I need to spend outdoors. It's an opportunity to catch up on those things that we have fallen behind on over the course of the past week or perhaps past weeks. Ironically, in our technological age, which has promised to reduce our workload Many of us always feel that there is more work to be done. Isn't that true? I see some heads nodding. An opportunity to catch up. This also is a competitor with the Sabbath that God wants for his people. Or if it's not to catch up, it's to get a jump start, to get ahead on the week to come. All of these are competing factors in living the Sabbath that God would have us live. As Jesus tells us, humankind was not created for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created for us. 
for our good. It is a gift of God for us. So what does God give us on the Sabbath? God gives us rest. How many here need rest in your lives? Huh? Yeah? We need rest. We become weary and burdened in life. This is God's gift to us, the gift of rest on one day of the week. The Sabbath is for recovery, for refreshment, for renewal, all of these things God gives for us to keep us going, to keep us healthy. The Sabbath is also given for the purpose of remembrance, to remember the good things that God has done on our behalf. You heard Diane read the words for us this morning from Deuteronomy chapter 5. The people of Israel were encouraged, were commanded to keep the Sabbath so that they would remember, so that they would never forget what God had done for them by bringing them out of their bondage and bringing them into their life of freedom. So as Christians, as those who remember Jesus and what he has done for us and for the world, by living his life and giving his life on the cross, we take time out on a regular basis to be reminded of what God has done on our behalf. The Sabbath also helps us to recognize that God is the supplier. God is the one who supports us. We might think it is all under our power and that we are solely responsible for our own lives and we are loath to give a day up because if we do, our life might just spin out of control. But to take a time of rest is to trust that God can still work things out for us. God can still be in charge. God is still faithful and good. It is a recognition that God is the one who is in control, that God is present, faithful, and will supply our needs. Dear church, let us go back to the source. Let us go back to Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, the Lord of heaven and earth. The church, Martin Luther said, is constantly reforming. As we look to Jesus and adjust our interpretations and order our lives according to his perfect leading. Dare to speak the truth to power. Jesus has promised to be with you in your pursuit of justice, righteousness, and love. Let nothing stand in your way. As Congresswoman Anna Eshoo told several of our confirmands just a few weeks ago, you have a voice, you have a heart, you have a mind, and you have power. Follow in Jesus' steps and courageously speak the truth to power. Today is a new day, and God is with us still. The fullness of summer lies ahead of us. The days that God has allotted to us are still to come. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And let us be confident to courageously confess the grace and goodness and faithfulness of God to rejoice in the freedom that Jesus has brought us, 
saving us from our sin, loosing the bonds of legalistic religious interpretation, let us hear his compelling call to make the most of our days, serving others in need, bringing glory to the one who is our creator, our redeemer, our always present advocate. Amen. We continue with one of my favorite uh, hymns that we sing at our second service, Who Am I? I notice the words of the refrain, not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. I invite you to stand and join in as you catch on.
Congregation may be seated. Now I'd like to call forward our confirmands. Please come stand up here. And Alyssa McCoy, where are you? There you are. Thank you. Why don't you come around, Alyssa? Is Alyssa McCoy in the house? She is. Uh, Confirmands, do you have your bulletin? Go, go back and get your bulletins. Sorry, my fault. <laughs> um, and in the middle of this uh, confirmation rite or ceremony, I will be inviting uh, parents and families uh, to come forward to stand behind your confirmand. I'll have them spread out a little bit up here. Uh, when you come forward, pre please bring your bulletins with you as well, okay? These persons have been instructed in the Christian faith and desire to make public affirmation of their baptism. Savannah May Fike, Kayla Kelly Gutierrez, Nathan Keith Maltino, Andrew Eric Papavici, Astrid Lulia Anne Marie Papavici. Dear friends, we rejoice that you now desire to make public profession of your faith and assume greater responsibility in the life of our Christian community and in its mission in the world. Brothers and sisters in Christ in holy baptism, our Lord Jesus received you and made you members of his church. In the community of God's people, you have learned from his word, God's loving purpose for you and all creation. You've been nourished at his holy table, called to be witnesses to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, therefore, I ask you to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, to reject sin, and to confess the faith of the church, the faith in which we baptize. First, I will ask you a question that has been asked down through the centuries uh, with uh, much greater uh, activity uh, in olden days when they would actually turn one direction and spit three times like they're spitting at the devil. I'm not going to ask you to do that this morning, but simply answer with your words. Do you renounce all the forces of evil, the devil, and all his empty promises? If so, answer, I do. I invite the congregation to stand now and join us as we will continue with our confession. Do you believe in God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The congregation may be seated. You have now made public profession of your faith. I ask you now, do you intend to continue in the covenant God made with you in holy baptism, to live among God's faithful people, to hear his word and share in his supper, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of our Lord Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth? If so, I will ask you to answer individually, one by one. I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. I do, and I ask God to help me. I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. Let us pray. Gracious God, through water and the Spirit, you have made these men and women your own. You forgave them all their sins and brought them to newness of life. Continue to strengthen them with the Holy Spirit and daily increase in them your gifts of grace, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. And now at this time, I invite... Uh, parents, families to come forward to stand behind your confirmand. I'm going to ask you guys to spread out a little bit. And Andrew, if you will join your sister over here and be next to her because that way your parents can be close to both of you. And Andrew and Astrid, why don't you go like right about here? Savannah has about half the church coming up for her, I think. Okay. And confirmands can face this direction because you're going to be kneeling um, in just a few moments. I want to make sure we have room. Okay. So the rest of you can come. Please uh, <laughs> gather around. Come in and close. And why don't you come over here, Alyssa. Now I would invite the confirmands to kneel. So I'm going to uh, go through each confirmand and the, the uh, confirmation verse that they have chosen uh, for this day. And after uh, speaking the verse, sharing that verse with you and saying a few words, I will invite uh, family members to place your hands upon your confirmand or confirmands. And uh, if you cannot reach the confirmand, put it on the, sh the shoulder of somebody in front of you and we'll all... Uh, You'll all get to Savannah that way. <laughs> so Savannah, the confirmation verse that you have chosen is from Psalm 34, verse 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. This is a very mature verse to choose, uh, Savannah. Uh, it is also a verse that I have used much in my ministry to encourage people who are going through difficult times to remember that the Lord is near to us when we go through times of challenge. It's a very realistic verse. It has meant a lot to you already in your young life. 
and pray that you would never, ever forget that God is near to you. Now let us pray. Father in heaven, for Jesus' sake, stir up in Savannah the gift of your Holy Spirit. Confirm her faith. Guide her life. Empower her in her serving. Give her patience in suffering and bring her to everlasting life. Amen. Astrid, you also have chosen a verse that is uh, a very mature verse, I would say. Uh, a verse of um, sort of the heart of the prophet's message. Uh, Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Uh, where Micah says to the people, He has told you what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Justice, kindness, and humility, these are qualities that God creates in us as we follow in God's ways, as we look to Jesus. And I know, I know that you will uh, continue to pursue those things uh, empowered by God's Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Father in heaven, for Jesus' sake, stir up in Astrid the gift of your Holy Spirit. Confirm her faith, guide her life, empower her in her serving, give her patience in suffering, and bring her to everlasting life. Amen. And Brother Andrew, uh, you have chosen a verse that we have uh, used many times in our uh, youth ministry here at Emmanuel. Uh, Paul's instruction to the young pastor Timothy, uh, where Paul says to Timothy, let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. Andrew, you have been that example uh, ever since you joined our confirmation class. Uh, we give Thanks to God for you, the example that you are, wonderful young man. Uh, continue to follow in the ways of Jesus, and those qualities will also uh, grow and be magnified in you, and you will show yourself an example. Others are watching. Let us pray. Father in heaven, for Jesus' sake, stir up in Andrew the gift of your Holy Spirit. Confirm his faith, guide his life, empower him in his serving. Give him patience and suffering, and bring him to everlasting life. Amen. Kayla, you too have chosen one of my favorite verses of all time. Uh, when I was about 20 years old, uh, this verse uh, uh, was discovered by me in a, in a very powerful way, uh, and I was assured of God's uh, guidance and counsel in my life. From Psalm 37, verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. As you continue to grow in your life and in your faith, continue to look to Jesus, Kayla. Delight yourself in him, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Let us pray. <clears throat> Father in heaven, for Jesus' sake, stir up in Kayla the gift of your Holy Spirit. Confirm her faith, guide her life, empower her in her serving, give her patience in suffering, and bring her to everlasting life. 
Amen. Nathan, you know your name means gift of God, right? Gift of God, and you are. Uh, You've chosen a verse from Isaiah, chapter 40. Uh, This is uh, a change in Isaiah, as Isaiah is uh, proclaiming a word of great hope for the people. Uh, This verse is similar to what we started with, with Savannah, uh, the assurance that God is with you uh, through times of challenge and difficulty in life. Uh, You have already experienced some of that in your young life, and you have come to know God's faithfulness to you, uh, both through his Holy Spirit and through your family who loves you so much. The prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 31, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let us pray. Father in heaven, for Jesus' sake, stir up in Nathan the gift of your Holy Spirit. Confirm his faith. Guide his life. Empower him in his serving. Give him patience and suffering. And bring him to everlasting life. Amen. So I thought about how we would... uh, go from here, from the service, and instead of sending you back to your seats, I'm going to invite you to stand as we join uh, together with the congregation. I invite the congregation, all of you, to stand as we sing this song, Remember Me. Uh, I think you'll find the words to be appropriate for this Confirmation Sunday. Let us join together in song. Sunset fills the skies. Remember me when you pray and tears of joy fall from your eyes. Oh, and
the children leave their Sunday schools and smiles. Remember me when they're old enough to teach, old enough to preach, old enough to lead. moments we will continue with our prayers. I invite Nancy to come back uh, to get ready, uh, but I neglected to uh, finish the confirmation thing. Uh, Alyssa has something that she would like to share with you. Usually after confirmation ceremony, um, I present the kids with a Bible. Um, however, we have such an interesting group of kids um, that I think they would benefit all from a different kind of Bible. I think some study Bibles, um, women's Bibles, or uh, even um, daily devotionals would all benefit um, our different kids. So I would like this year to start a tradition. Um, for each confirmand, I would like to put up a cross in our youth room with their name, and I would like to spend the day decorating each with them. I used you as an example, but we can <laughs> fix it. Um, I would like to each put their name and then hang them around our room so we can see um, who has graduated from our class. And I'd also like to spend the day getting to know you guys and take you to get whatever study materials would be best for you. I'd like you all to have a Bible if you don't have one, but if a devotional would be better or a study Bible or a coloring Bible or whatever you guys would like, um, this is your Miss Alyssa coupon for whatever study materials you would like. And whenever you would like to do it, please let me know. Thank you, Alyssa. Let us now join our hearts together in prayer. You are good, O oh God. You never promised your followers an easy life. And most of us can feel how busy this time of year has been with summer Sunday school and vacation Bible school beginning, summer holidays being planned, parties, graduations of special people like Alyssa McCoy, retirements occurring, and final exams concluding. We ask for your strength and guidance in calm and in chaos. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Life feels a little crazy, but today here at Emmanuel, in the middle of all the busy, crazy stuff, we have Confirmation Sunday, when young adults affirm their faith 
in you. And we, the congregation, together, through the power of your spirit, confirm our youth in full membership as disciples of your son, Jesus Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Heavenly Father, we are thankful every day for the gift of generations around us, for our elders that have long led the way, for parents, for single people, for babies, for college students, and most especially for your treasured gift of these young confirmants who show us grace and wisdom as they stand between childhood and adulthood. May their young hearts and brave spirits call forth from all of us a sense of, of renewed commitments to redeclare our own faith in you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious and loving God, we give these young people back to you with gratitude, our hearts full of hope that does not disappoint because it comes from the Holy Spirit. We trust you to continue the good work you have begun in them and in us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you will permit one more short prayer. And Lord God, you know the needs of all your servants. This day we lift before you by name your servants, Jacqueline Ishu, Jack and Dorothy Williams, Paul Spitzen, Dick Dickinson, Bob Kittleson, Jim Avery, Nate Sarkeesian, Robert Heiler. We pray for William. We pray for Aaron. We thank you, O Lord, that you know each of their needs and that you will be faithful to carry out your will in their lives. Lord, in your mercy, we lift before you your servant Rick Jernberg and celebrate with him as he celebrates another year of life that you have given him. Continue to look upon him with your favor and grace. We lift before you Pastor Peggy White and Faith Lutheran Church in Los Gatos for the ministry taking place there in their congregation and beyond their church walls. Be with them during this time in their ministry. We pray for the families of those who grieve, including the families of Clayton Johnson, Christian Spelt, and Jose Casillas. Lord, in your mercy. And, O oh Lord, we pray for your missionaries who bear your word in foreign places, that you would sustain them in the difficulties that they come across, that the seeds that they plant would bear fruit according to your glory. Lord, in your mercy. It is into your hands, O Lord, that we commend all for whom we pray with these prayers and the silent prayers of our hearts, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now the peace of the Lord be with you always. Also with you. I invite you to turn to your neighbor to share God's peace and then be seated for our offering.
Let us pray. Merciful God, everything in heaven and earth belongs to you. We joyfully release what you have entrusted to us. May these gifts be signs of our whole lives returned to you, dedicated to the healing and unity of all creation. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. And now here in this place, we remember that in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. We pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The congregation may be seated. This is the Lord's table. All who believe and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior are welcome to commune here in this place. This morning we will commune around the altar. Uh, we invite you to come forward at the direction of the ushers to fill the entire altar space um, and wait uh, there at the altar until you, you are dismissed. The only change we have this morning is that at the first table, I will invite confirmands and their families to come forward. So at our first table, please come forward.
receive these gifts of grace, go in peace with the full assurance of the forgiveness and salvation that are yours in Jesus Christ.
assurance of the forgiveness and salvation that are yours in Jesus Christ our Lord. stand for the close of our service. And now the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bless you and keep you in his grace now and forever. Amen. Before the re receiving the benediction, uh, please uh, be invited to a reception uh, following the conclusion of our service today out in the church courtyard. There is cake in celebration of our confirmands, confirmand cake. Please enjoy yourselves. Uh, do stay with us, and I invite you back next Sunday. We will have two services, one at 9 o'clock, which is traditional with the organ, uh, one at 1045, which is piano, and the rest of our worship team will be here as well. So now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Our closing hymn number 501 will sing verses 1, 3, and 4. Amen.